this is Kathy Guggenauer, founder of Virtual Expert Training. And if you want to learn the six and seven figure science to success, significantly increase your revenue and learn how to successfully build professional relationships, you should be listening to the Sell Without Selling podcast with my coach, trainer, and good friend, Stacy O'Byrne. If you're ready to get out of your own way to follow the seven-figure science of success, then welcome to Sell Without Selling. Tune in with renowned international speaker Stacey O'Byrne as she shows you how mastering relationships, achieving the proper mindset, and attaining the necessary motivation will catapult you away from failure and onto your journey to greatness. And now, here is your host, Stacy O'Byrne. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Sell Without Selling. I'm your host, Stacy O'Byrne, and I believe that learning the art and the science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. Today, I'm speaking with a really good friend of mine, Kathy Guggenhauer. Kathy is the founder of Virtual Expert Training where she teaches professional women how to build their own work-from-anywhere virtual expert businesses. Kathy runs her virtual empire from her dream home, which is a tiny cabin in the middle of a Missouri national forest. She can be found sporting a tiara 98% of the time, and she wears PJs, not gowns. Yes, you got it, PJs and tiaras, because that's the type of kingdom she's ruling. And why not? She knows that when you become a powerful woman, you can make your own results. I believe that learning the art and science of how to sell without selling is the only way to achieve high six and seven figure success. I am so excited for you to hear my conversation today with Kathy. When I met Kathy, she was making mm, high five figure, low six figure ish, I guess, uh, annual gross sales. And today, sporting those pajamas and tiaras, she's living in a thriving seven-figure business. Really quick, if you're a business owner, entrepreneur, or sales professional, and you haven't hit the level of success that you've wanted or needed, or if you're stuck and needing a pivot in your business and your success, or maybe you just want more, and you understand the importance of having a coach to help identify the blind spots, increase accountability, and help with success strategies to take you, your business, your life, and your bank account to the next level, if that sounds like something for you, then head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash I want success. Let's get a quick call on the calendar, see if we're a great fit for each other and how we can serve you and help you in achieving everything that you've dreamed of, desired, and deserved for this new year. Kathy, let's do this. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Stacy. Super excited to talk with you today. You and me both. You know, I met you four-ish years ago, I think, three years yes. ago. Yeah. Yes. And yeah you, four. yeah, you had started your business just shortly before then, right? Well, I actually started my virtual assistant business in 2001, mm -hmm. then pivoted um, to the virtual expert training uh, business coaching and training program that I developed in 2008. Gotcha. Did that part-time. So 
yes and no. I'd <laughs> already had a business, already created actually three six figure businesses before I met you. Nice. Um, was working on the fourth one, the virtual expert training business. And when I met you, um, it was about four years ago. And I was at a hundred thousand, right around a mm-hmm. hundred thousand um at that time and stuck, yeah. stuck at a hundred thousand. Yeah, you know, it's it it it's funny, it's not, and it is how people reach these plateaus, these ceilings, and they keep hitting their head on it and they can't figure out how to bust through it. And you know, I want to get to that with you because your story went boom or bust really fast, right? And yes. I remember seeing yes. you a year later and you had just, or a year and a half later, and you had just bought yourself a Peloton to congratulate yourself for, for hitting the seven figure mark. I remember that. <laughs> so, and, and I remember, yeah. I, I remember sitting back going, wow, that's, that's, that's success, right? So, so I want to get there with our listeners, how you went from, from bust to boom, how you went from being stuck at low six figures to just blowing it up. Before then though, I, I really want them to get to know you because you know, you you do live your dream life, right? And everyone's yes. dream life is is their dream, right? For for me, for me, I love being in a a suburban area to where the city's within spitting distance from me. And I also like to have a large house and you, you're in, you're in this real secluded area. Your neighbors, how many miles away? (laughs) Well, um, I actually have neighbors that are within a couple of miles, but I don't have a grocery store. A grocery store is 40 miles one way, which takes me about an hour on the country roads just to get to a grocery store. And because I live in a national forest and nothing commercial can be developed here. Yeah. And that's how you define your dream. Everyone's dreams different. That's right. Which is why multiple times in this episode, you know, we've shared with you success is your journey. Success is your definition. Success is your dreams. And no one else can identify those or mandate those for you. Right. So, Mm -mm. no. Although, although uh, the society wants to, the culture wants to dictate it for you. Yeah. But, um, and a lot of people, you know, I, I truly believe a lot of people don't realize they don't have to do that. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the beautiful things about success is, is it has to be, gets to be self-initiated and self-maintained. Because if it isn't, if you're doing it on someone else's terms, if you're doing it on someone else's definition, if you're doing it for someone else's reasons, you're going to you're going to lack the internal strategy and the internal motivation to drive you. So I love that you picked up your drum and beat to it and stayed to that beat. Share with me that uh, I really want them to to get to know who Kathy is. How did you get into this world of entrepreneurship? I grew up, uh, I, I'm turning 65 in a couple of weeks. So um, it's a big milestone for me. I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, who's listening to this right now, but to me, it's a huge milestone. And, um, you know, my mother barely lived past this age. And I wanted to have, a, and she was never happy. So I wanted to have a much more fulfilling life. 
but as I was growing up, you know, and it's still, I think um, it, the culture is just now changing, hopefully. Um, and I want to be part of that change. When I was growing up, you were told you get a corporate job. This is what success means. You get a corporate job. You stay there until your retirement age, you retire, and then you can be happy. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's literally get a, get a degree, get a corporate job, stay there till you retire, and then you can be happy. And I bought fully into it. And I got a job at Fortune 500 company and worked my way up through there, uh, got my degrees. And at the age of 40, I had not been promoted for several years. And I went to my boss and asked why. And he was pissed. And that's usually how he talked to me. Like I'm a little child and I was 40 years old. And, you know, like I was somebody just to talk down to all the time. And he said, do you really want to know? And I said, yes, I really want to know. And he said, you laugh and smile too much. And until you change that, you're never going anywhere further. And you, you've hit the ceiling. Wow. You're done. Yeah. Wow. So in other words, his definition of success is she can't be happy. <laughs> exactly. He was miserable. You know, everybody, honestly, looking back at the time, I thought, oh my gosh, I could never leave this company. All my colleagues are here. Security is here. Oh, I've learned so much since then. Mm -hmm. Because the reality was my colleagues, we were all miserable and just commiserating every day. Yep. And counting down the hours until lunch and the days until vacation and, you know, uh, the years until we could retire. Mm. And fortunately, that was my wake up call was when he said, you laugh and smile too much because I literally went back to my cubicle and cried and thought, how do I do this? How do I change myself? And fortunately, I had done just enough work at that point on myself. I mean, literally just barely enough work to go why would I change myself? I like who I am. Mm -hmm. I enjoy having fun. Mm -hmm. That's one of my values is having fun. And so I began planning what I could do instead. And I began reading and learning what else was out there. Wow. And I gave my uh, official notice, you know, typed it out, walked it into my boss's office. And when I handed that to him, you should have seen the shock look on his face. And then of course he talked down to me again and said, you can't do this. <laughs> and I said, I know I can. I followed the regulations of the corporation. And he goes, no, I mean, you can't do this because you will never make this kind of money anywhere else again. And this was 1996 and I was making 55,000, oh, wow. right? which at that time was a nice income. Mm -hmm. But I literally thought to myself, and this was both good and bad. <laughs> I thought to myself, Mm, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to double that income. And that was my goal was to reach a hundred thousand, 110,000 mm -hmm. as quickly as possible. Nice. So what did you do then? Did you go get a job or did you dig in and start building something? I, I went straight into entrepreneurship at that point because I knew that I'd already, if I, if I was going to stay in a corporation, I would have just stayed with that one. If I was going to stay in a job, I would have just stayed with that one. Mm -hmm. um, and I decided right then and there that if I was going to quit, I was going to make my decisions based on my number one value, which is, will I have fun doing this? Nice. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
So I began the entrepreneurial journey and I really found the virtual assistant industry by accident. Um, I have a big mouth. I'm very opinionated. Remind myself a little bit of you with that, <laughs> which I feel, I hope that's a compliment. Um, I feel like it is a compliment. Um, uh, so my husband and I were moving a lot and because of his career, we mm -hmm. were moving a lot and um, buying and selling homes. And so I was doing research online, looking at real estate agents' websites to find out if I wanted to work with them or not. And I told one of them, I said, hey, you know what? Your website could really use some work. And mm -hmm. I told him what I recommended. And he goes, why don't you, would you like to actually do that work for me? And I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that work. That's my background is marketing. Okay. Um, that's my education and what I was doing in the Fortune 500 company. So I'm like, I'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. Started doing it. My husband lost his job. He was in telecommunications industry and that industry just collapsed yep. um, at about 2001. Yeah. And, um, and he couldn't get another job. And I said, you know what? Let's move to our tiny cabin in the woods where we want to retire. Let's move there. And I'm 44 by now. Let's move there. And he goes, because we were like you. We lived in a, we were suburb livers. We yeah. had a nice big house. We had all of that. And he goes, I like my big houses. And I said, do you want to go back and get another corporate job because if you do we can go back to suburb living but if you don't give me six months because i believe i can make a success of this business mm -hmm. and he said all right i'll give you six months we moved here three months later he said i will never leave i will never move again i absolutely love it here yeah. and he has fully retired um very quickly was able to fully retire and has never worked since other than he you know housewives well i have a house husband mm -hmm. he yep. does all that he does all the housewife type of work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so let's talk about your journey as an entrepreneur. Was it always yeah. easy? No. <laughs> um, what, it, it, you know, don't you love hindsight? In hindsight, I think, how did I have the courage to quit that job? I was 40. And now I know that at 40, you begin that um, ageism, right? Um, but I didn't know it. All I knew was I was so miserable where I was, I had to make a change. And so I just jumped in with both feet and learned as fast as I could and grew as fast as I could. The number one mistake I made, well, actually two big mistakes I made when I first started my business, I highly recommend you not make. And I've heard you talk about this first one is recreating my job. I recreated my job because it was all I knew. Yeah. And I recreated it. Yeah. So I was unhappy with that. Um, and then the second mistake that I made was I didn't know how to price and I undervalued myself drastically. And as a result, I got uh, nickel and dimers. That's what I call the people who, you know, want to shortchange you. They don't yep. value your services enough to pay you well. And fortunately, I found a great coach. Wish I would have met you way back then. I could have grown so much faster, <laughs> but thank goodness I did meet you so that, you know, I did grow fast at that point, but I met a, a coach who said, um, and by the way, this is how poorly I was paying myself at the time, $15 an hour. She said, I want you to immediately raise it to 75 an hour. Good she said, you're her. the best at what you do. Right. Yep. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I am the best at what I do. 
And she goes, then, then you need to be paid the best. And you've done the research and 65 an hour is the going rate for the best. So you need to bump it up by $10 an hour more than that, $75 an hour. And I could not force myself to do it, Stacy. I couldn't force myself to go from 15 to 75, but I did go to 55. <laughs> and she helped me go from 55 to 65 to 75 over the next year. Mm -hmm. And immediately, huge shift from those nickel and dimers who didn't value me yep. to people who literally said, when I asked them, why did you choose to work with me? Well, you're the best, right? I mean, you charge the most. So I'm assuming you're the best. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am the best. Well, that's why. Yep. Yeah. You know, what, what you just said reminds me of a meme that I saw floating around the past couple of years. And it was a meme, something along the lines of a $500 client. Uh, can I make payments? And uh, my credit card failed. Can you give me a couple of weeks? A $50,000 client. Here's the check. Boom. What else do you need? Right. And That's right. look, reality is we all start somewhere right? We all have a beginning. Yes. We all have that affordability index. And you've heard the old adage, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And there's mm -hmm. zero room in entrepreneurism for excuses. And all excuses do is disempower us because we eavesdrop on everything we say to ourselves. And why would we ever think that we would lie to ourselves? So anything we say, we believe. When we say, I can't do something, we believe it. When we say, I can't afford something, we believe it. And then that story just starts playing and playing and playing and becomes a program. And that program then dictates your behavior and creates your environment. When you start calling bullshit on the story, and when you stop, when you stop the limitations like I can't do this or I can't afford this instead of owning that sentence and buying into that sentence just shift it what can I do to afford it what can I do to figure out how to do this right problem solve instead of limit yourself that's yeah. right yeah see problem. the possibilities instead of the problems yeah, problem solve instead of problem create. Any type of limitation right. that you set just builds more obstacles. And look, it's hard enough. It is hard enough to make it as an entrepreneur. What's the purpose of adding more problems to your pathway, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. So let's talk about that ceiling. You know, you always, mm -hmm. so, so back in the early nineties, you said, I'm going to double my income. Well, when you yep. said it's that, 100,000, 110,000. Yeah. You so. put a ceiling right there. I did. I <laughs> didn't realize I was doing that when I did it. <laughs> so let's talk about that ceiling, right? Because it didn't show up once, didn't show up twice, didn't show up three times. It showed up every time. You hit it and it went boom. Every you hit time. It, and it went boom, right? Every time. So what broke you through it? Let's talk about that, that ceiling. Because look, we all have plateaus. We all have ceilings. We might be aware of it or not. We may be aware that we created it or not. There's, you know, I mean, reality is I remember talking to one of my coaches and one of my coaches had told me that I needed to quadruple 
my coaching fee. And I consider myself in an investment today. I, I don't consider myself ex expensive because price is only an issue in the absence of value. And value is only an issue in the absence of deliverables and performance. And I know that my clients achieve success. And reality is I'm not the most expensive and I'm not the cheapest. I'm in the higher middle range. However, I perform and get results of coaches that charge two, three, four, five, ten 10 times more than me. I say all that to say when he told me that, and my, what, one of my coaches is Jay Abrahams. So when, when Jay Abrahams told me to quadruple my coaching fee, I was literally drinking out of my water bottle and spit my water out. And he, and we're on zoom and he looked at me and he laughed and he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. Did I find a mindset block for my mindset coach? <laughs> and I started laughing and, and I said, I think you just really showed me a ceiling that I didn't know existed. Now I have, I have several coaches that I pay six figures a year to. And it really made me sit back and go, where did that ceiling come from? Right? So let's talk about your ceiling. Where did it come? Well, we know where it came from. We just identified it, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it also came from lack of worthiness. Mm. I, and I didn't realize this. Um, first, first of all, I want to say one, one thing, the very first time I heard you speak, which was in St. Charles, Missouri, that O'Fallon, St. Charles, Missouri, like four years or so ago at a workshop, mm -hmm. I remember you saying some version of, uh, write down what you want to earn now at a zero. Yep. I think I might've spit water at that time. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cause I was that shocked. And I thought, oh, I, I have big dreams. I have big dreams. But when you said at a zero, I'm like a zero. And guess what that meant? It went from 100,000 to 1 million, right? Yep. Yep. And I remember, I, I remember you saying it was possible. Yeah. I remember you saying the commas in the wrong place now. <laughs> yeah. Ter I, you know, I literally was like, this isn't possible. And I love that you went on to talk about, you might've just thought it's not possible. Um, you really understand what, how people yeah. think and what's limiting them. So um, I had, I was doing just FYI, I was doing everything that my coaches had told me to do everything that I had learned to do to build a business to, to, you know, multiple six figures was my goal at that time. 300,000 was my next goal. Mm -hmm. after a hundred thousand. And for three years in this last, in the other businesses, I never went to 200,000. I stayed between a hundred and 200 always in the other three businesses before I released them and moved on. Okay. This business that I have today was doing the same thing. And I stayed there for at a hundred thousand for three years. Wow. And then I met you and my mindset was the only thing that changed, nothing else. Not how I was running my business, nothing but my mindset. And I went from 100,000 to 300,000 to 700,000 to a million. That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. You know, people don't realize that success is 90% mindset, 10% skill set. They focus all this time on, on learning new skills and, and learning new techniques and 
And, and all of that is great because in order to be an expert of experts, you do have to have refined skill sets. You do get to and need to be the best of the best. And if what's between your ears is outdated, programmed improperly, the program that runs avoids serving your dreams and your goals, if you've got unworthiness or self-esteem issues, or if, you've, if you've got blind spots, and look, we all have blind spots, <laughs> right? If you've got all of this or any of this going on, you're part of the problem. And if you're part of the problem, you'll never be part of the solution. So the time you're spending digesting podcasts, it's great. The time you're, you're spending investing YouTube, it's great. The time you're spending reading books and doing self-study, it's great. And it's not going to change what's, what actually operates your system. If you tried to reprogram your computer, if you tried to reprogram your phone or your smart pad, you'd probably be in trouble, right? Same thing happens with our brains. So what was that shift for you? Do you remember what shifted that really catapulted everything? Um, number one, and, and you've just said this, but I'm going to say it, try to say it in a slightly different way, just so people can hear it, hopefully multiple times. Um, you can't do it by yourself Yeah. you, because you're too close to it. And yeah. you said, if you're the problem, you can't be the solution. And not only can you not be the solution, you can't even see the problem because you're too close to the situation. Yeah. I didn't even see the problem. Yeah. I literally was one of those that was like, it's because of leads. It's because of closing rates. It's because of um, my marketing. It's because of my program. It's because of my pricing. It's because of my target market. I tried changing each and every one of those things and nothing changed until mm. I changed my mindset. And I didn't even know I had a mindset issue Yeah. until I worked with somebody with you with with until you work with somebody who can see what your challenge is and bring it to light and then help you shift it so that was number one even realizing that i had that because you know i think we want to protect ourselves you know i i, I know that i have that defensive mechanism really strong back then i don't know if you remember when we first met but i had a I lot remember. of defense mechanisms. <laughs> you you yeah and you're so great for a while <laughs> oh you're so great you know i kind of just like, oh, I've got this. I've got this. I've got this. And you're kind of like, uh, you don't got this. <laughs> <laughs> I delivered that. Uh, <laughs> and you always do. And, you know, I, I will tell you the type of coach I value the most is your type of coach who is willing to, to say the things that are difficult to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not easy to do. And many, many coaches are not able to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, I came, I came to the conclusion a long time ago when I decided to become a coach that, you know, they're not investing in me to be their friend. They're investing in me to be their partner in, in the journey of success. And you know, I'm, I'm a very strong mindset coach. I'm also a very strong strategist. I understand business very well. 
the people that I coach are experts in their industry. I don't need to know their day to day. I just get to know business. I put, I, I, I operate it like a chessboard and it's just all strategy. And every so often we pop the hood and work on the mindset. And when I made that decision that I'm truly their partner in their journey for success, I don't work for them. I work with them. And then sometimes, sometimes I'm ahead of them, pulling them through the path. Sometimes I'm next to them, walking with them on the path. And sometimes I'm behind them, pushing them through the path. I'm their partner and I take partnerships. I take relationships. I take trust very seriously and I'm in it. I'm in it in the long haul with them. And, you know, it's, it's been such an incredible, rewarding journey. And, and I, I want to talk about your journey in the training room because there are a lot of people do come into training resistant, you know, and it's, it's not intentional, you know, there, I, I didn't mean to be that way. No. I didn't think I was that way. No, in fact, I resisted you saying I was resisting, <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, I'm not. I am not. No, they're all in. They're all in because they invested in themselves. However, what people don't realize is our conscious mind runs 10% of our life. Our unconscious mind runs 90% of our life. However, our conscious filters are arrogant enough to think they run 100% of our life. So when that wall goes up, it's for protection for whatever reason, right? It could be trust. It could be, I don't believe you. It could be you know, I've been screwed before. It could be, I don't want to get hurt. It could, it could be a lot of things we don't know. When people come in, they come in with a level of resistance. Now, look, there are some that come in a blank slate. When, when we work with neurolinguistics programming, people have to remember it is a do with, it's never a do to. So because it's a do with, we have this dance. And I remember, I remember specifically that time you surrendered. You had just dropped every wall. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. And you really surrendered to the process and you dug in and played full out. And that's why that that's where shift happens. Shift happens when. Yes when we allow ourselves to surrender to the process, right? A, a lot of resistance that, that we get with training is we deliver neurolinguistics programming as, as successology because success is a science. We have learned to take neurolinguistics programming and apply it to every area of life because that's how we believe success is defined when people are thriving in every major area of their life, because then there's no flat tire anywhere. Life just becomes smooth and effortless and you become effective and efficient. And through the way we deliver it, because we deliver it three different ways, content, evolution, and transformation. So through that journey, we deliver it as a certification program. And a, and a lot of people that go through our program are entrepreneurs who really don't want to be certified in NLP because that's usually like a- right, that, That's me. 
Yeah. I didn't care about the certification. Yeah. I cared about the results. And, and we, we deliver it as a certification course because we know that's how we can deliver the results. And we build people toolboxes. That way you've got that personal tool belt and toolbox to take with you and you don't need us anymore. That's the reason why we deliver it the way we deliver it. Most people don't realize how much of an obstacle they are in their success journey. Which leads me to leveraging resources, right? So I want to talk about, you, you deal with entrepreneurs from every perspective. You deal with entrepreneurs, you deal with people who want to start a business, don't really know what they want to be when they grow up and virtual experts falls into their wheelhouse because they want to build a business anywhere and everywhere, right? And you also deal with entrepreneurs because your clients go out and seek clients, right? That's right. So, and I do matchmaking. Yep. Yep. So why do you think so many business owners, self-employed entrepreneurs, sales professionals, why do you think they struggle? Why do you think they fail? Um, do you mean, why do they struggle not to leverage or are you hinting that that is one of the reasons that they struggle is because they don't leverage because it absolutely is. You cannot continue to grow if you don't leverage. Correct. So I think that's one of the reasons. And and I want to come back to that full circle. So I I, want to know why you think most struggle or don't make it. And then I want to talk about how not leveraging and attempting to be your own CEO, your chief everything officer Mm -hmm. ends up holding you back, right? Yeah. So, well, I will tell you from my perspective, um, the number one thing which which we've already talked extensively about is the mindset. And that is just throughout, I don't care how big you grow, um, next level, next devil. And I have experienced it and experienced it and experienced it. So you can never stop with your mindset because the next level is a different mindset and you better get ready to shift that one too. Yeah. So when you talk about the toolbox, uh, hell yeah, I can't even tell you how often I reference all the materials that I've learned, that I've gotten from you, that I've used. I can't tell you how many times we quote you in my training program and my mastermind programs and my coaching. Um, so that mindset. Then number two for me was then realizing I was not a risk taker. I thought I was a risk taker. I quit that job. <laughs> I took a big risk. But my risk taking ended then. I didn't take any more risks because I didn't feel worthy. I was too scared. I was too fearful. And I didn't even realize I was fearful. But once my mindset shifted, then I was able to take risks again. Wow. And that's what not only the mindset shift, number one, if I hadn't done that, I would never have taken a risk. But once that mindset shifted, then I was able to take those bigger risks and invest in myself and my business at the level that would make it grow as fast as it did. Mm-hmm. I think that risk takes- And I continue to do that. I think that's yeah. phenomenal. You know, every, every November, December, January, I, I operate off of a forecast and a budget. So I forecast what my growth is going to be, and then I budget where I'm going to make my investments, you know, through marketing, through development, through coaches, through uh, 
personal home study, through going to live trainings. I do a whole mix of development. And I start making those investments. I start doing those interviews so that by the time I'm either into the new year or just starting the new year, I have a clear development plan. I also have a clear budget on how I'm going to invest in resources, right? You know, for me, mm -hmm. I, I, the majority of my staffing is mixed between employees and contractors, right? So, yeah. so I, I think that risk taker is a huge, huge contribution to, to why so many struggle because they look at the fact that they can't hire a virtual fill in the blank. I can't hire a right. contractor. I can't afford them. And, you know, I learned a long time ago, I get paid X to do the voodoo that I do. Now, if let's just say that number is $1,000 an hour, because it's easy math, right? So if I get paid $1,000 an hour to do the voodoo that I do, and then sit there and open up my QuickBooks and start classifying everything. And let's face it, I'm not a QuickBooks expert. I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm lucky I can even type. The only reason why I can is because it was typing in school when I went to school. <laughs> and for me to navigate category classification in QuickBooks, it probably take me for a month's worth of transactions about four to six hours. Right. I have 11 different bank accounts and and credit cards and all of that. That would be a lot of classifying. And if you take yep. that four to six hours and then multiply at times what I get paid an hour, that would be four thousand to seven thousand dollars a month that would go to something that I'm probably doing wrong anyway. But if I hire a bookkeeper, that bookkeeper is going to charge me four hundred ish dollars and it's only gonna take them a couple hours. Why would That's I right. ever do that, right? Absolutely, And absolutely. I, I just, I, actually, I just went through that whole process that you talked about. I just went through that in December with my fractional CFO and, and my bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. And I just had a conversation with a virtual expert this morning who is a bookkeeper. She's new to this. And she said, why would anybody pay me? This takes 15 minutes. And I'm like, it takes you 15 minutes. It would take me four hours. Yep. I yep. said that exact thing that you just said. So how can people get out of their way and leverage a virtual expert to mitigate their time commitments and free them up so that they can do more of what it is that makes them money instead of what it is that takes away from the time to make money. So I want to go back to the number one thing that resonated with me when I started, you know, I, I was a virtual assistant and then I trained virtual assistants and I hire virtual assistants. So I've done all of the above. And what I look at is exactly what you said, how much, and even if you don't charge on an hourly basis, you can figure out your approximate hourly rate, right? Mm -hmm. So you figure that out and then you look at what am I going to pay by the hour or how long would it take me multiply that just like we did four times 
Um, and I know you make a lot more than I do, but mine is a thousand an hour. So that would be take me $4,000 of my time to do what I'm paying somebody else to do for $400, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There really mm -hmm. isn't much, much of a risk there, is there? There isn't as long as you commit to creating ways to be able to do more of what it is you get paid to do. So many people turn around and once they take away the busy work, they don't know what to do to create the work that pays them. So that's the only wow. time a risk exists, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a whole, <laughs> you could teach them, I could teach them what to do. Yeah. rather than busy work. But I hear you on that because that is one of the big challenges that I coach around too is tell me everything that you're actually doing. And then I, they tell me everything. I'm like, that's all busy work. Stop. Yeah. None of that's going to matter. You yeah. want a client? Here's what to do. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. And it's really easy. Once you know, Yeah, it's really easy. That part's easy. It is. I think. I have a rule of thumb in my business. We do what we do best, and then we hire the best to do the rest. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that. yeah. So when you look at my calendar, 90% of what I do is my deliverable. I coach, I train, I speak. There's about 10% of what I do that no one else can do that's really administrative, you know, like recording of webinars or recording of trainings or mapping out my next book or you know stuff like that really mm -hmm. can't be done it's still somewhat of a future deliverable but it's the administrative part of it right but 90 percent of my calendar is filled with what gets what 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 generates revenue and mm -hmm. yeah me and, too and so many people's schedules are flopped of that. 90% of what it is they do is busy work. And 10% is what they get paid to do. And then some people, worst yet, don't keep a schedule enough to even know where their time goes. <laughs> so that's one of the things that they could do is, and you have a special name for this. The FU work. That's it. Yep. That's yep. it. The yeah. FU work. That's yep. it. So that's exactly what you, that's exactly what it is. One of my very first coaching clients was a retired police officer from Newport beach that wanted to uh, take on a, a, uh, a, a dog training business. Uh, Cause in her years before her retirement, she ran animal control for Newport police department. And uh, she has since passed away. And when, um, when she came to me, she asked me if I would coach her into building her business because her retirement check, I think after her PERS and everything, she was making like $5,000 a month, but her business was costing her $6,500 a month. So it was a hobby that was becoming very expensive. So she asked me if I'd help her. So I dug in and you know, one of my first questions is, what do you do? And I remember, I remember her looking at me so confidently, you'll never get me to do any more than what I already do. And I smiled and I go, okay, so this is what I want you to do. Every day, I want you to give me your schedule. And every day at the end of the day, I want you to present me with what it is you actually did. So write down the time, 
write down what you did. I'm only interested in business. Don't want to know about your relations with your husband. Don't want to know about your personal life, just strictly business. Within two and a half days of her doing this exercise, I received a text that said nothing other than F you. And I called her and I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you sending me a text that says F you? And she goes, well, because you proved to me how much time I waste. And within just doing that exercise, she found five hours a day. And she went from being busy to being active. And then she went from being active to being productive. And we did this exercise for 90 days until she realized that she could learn how to truly leverage every minute productively. And mm -hmm. the first year she went from losing $6,500 every month to cash flowing $10,000 a month in her business. So we actually almost tripled her business the first 12 months. So yeah, when you said it belonged with an S, I was like, what do I say? Oh no, it was the F you homework. <laughs> F you. Yeah. Now, then that's exactly what it is. I was thinking S, but it's F. Yep. F you work. And um, just to give you an example, you know, because I've already been a VA, I didn't have resistance to the initial uh, leveraging of work, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's what I actually recommend people start with is start with one little thing. Yeah, You can start with $250 a month and get, you know, 10 hours worth of work done by a $25 an hour general admin. And just it's, it's a start, right? Or if bookkeeping is the thing, do that, do just that, just one thing yeah. and experience that. And then go on to the next thing and the next one and the next one. And that's what I did until I thought I had given everything up that I could. And I still didn't have the time to build my business to the level I want to build it to. Because by the way, just being here with you on the podcast, just being in your presence, even virtually makes me go, I think it's time for me to add another zero. <laughs> Let's do it. Thank you for that inspiration. Yeah. Thank you for that inspiration. Um, because I have, I had been saying 5 million and I'm like, no, uh, Stacey, you didn't even tell me. And I'm like, but Stacey would say add a zero, 10 yeah. million. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. So Knowing that that's where I want to go and knowing that I don't have the time, I did the FU work, which really is FU work. I'm telling you, it is horrible. Yeah. Um, and I found that I was spending 10 hours a week on email and calendaring. Yeah. And I, I previously thought I could never give up my email and calendaring. I could mm -hmm. never get that, give that up. But once I saw 10 hours, which is $10,000 minimum. Because yep. if I leverage my time correctly and spend my time correctly, it's going to earn even more than that, right? But that's the minimum. Oh, I finally released it. And I can't even tell you how freeing that was. And now, I, I honestly, there's I can't think of anything that I'm not willing to give up at this point. Nice. But that is start with one thing that you can force yourself to let go. Like, um, you know, we talk, we're talking about selling without selling here. But I will tell you, when I very first started, um, my own business. I'd never sold anything yeah. except for myself. Yeah. And I wasn't doing a great job of that, obviously, because <laughs> I wasn't getting promoted. Um, and, and I would write out what I was going to say. And so that if I got 
so nervous. I forgot what to say. I would just read it. And sometimes I would start remembering it and I would just close my eyes. Cause you know, we didn't have zoom back then it was phone and just make myself say the words. Yeah. And that's what you have to do with us. Right. Just take the risk of do- giving up one thing and then the next one. And then the next one. Now I'd like to elaborate a little on that because I think some people go to the extremes they don't let go of anything and then they let go of everything. And, you know, I'm all yes. about delegation. I'm all about doing what I do best and hiring the best to do the rest. However, you still need to, you still get to accept responsibility for the output, right? Because Absolutely. even though you're not doing it, you still have to be connected to what's being done. Something that you said that, again, this is the notes that I go back to time after time, is delegate, don't abdicate. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's important. And it really is. And by the way, this really, I that really resonated with me because guess what I had done? I had abdicated. <laughs> yeah. 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 And this was a year ago, October, when that finally went through my skull and I hadn't worked with you for, you know, a year and a half by then, you know, with COVID and everything or a year by then, um, last October, not this October. So a year, year and a couple of months ago. Um, and my team fell apart. Mm. I mean, crashed and burned bad. And I thought, I, I mean, this was part of my identity because, because this is what I do for a living. How could my team have fallen apart? (laughs) And Jennifer Tamborski reminded me, she goes, remember that saying, delegate, don't abdicate, you abdicated. Yep. And then I looked at it and I went, oh my God, she's right. Yeah. I had absolutely done that. And for the last year, I have been rebuilding that team and not doing that anymore. Yes, being part of it. You know, I didn't want to micromanage, but I went too far the other way. Mm-hmm. So you started out being a VA, then Mm -hmm. you started helping virtual experts. So how do you, how do you help virtual experts? So I I guess we start with who's a virtual expert. What is a virtual expert, right? Yeah. Yeah. So during my time, 20 years now, I can't believe it in this industry, what I've discovered from, you know, working in every level, talking to tens of thousands of people around the world is that the term virtual assistant is confusing and it is a commodity. And I think Mm -hmm. you might've been one of the first people that said, I think that's a commodity. Um, And as a result of it being a commodity, uh, people don't want to pay well for it. Mm. And it really is the term assistant that makes people, they automatically, they're perception of it is this is an admin and I won't pay more than $25 an hour ish for an admin. Mm -hmm. So once I realized that, then the hunt was on for what do we call them and experts, you know, I've always been really big on, and I believe you are too on niching, right? Specializing, becoming an expert in what you do. In fact, I hear you use the word expert a lot and that's really where you become more valuable um, and, and can earn more and enjoy your business more. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I created virtual experts and I even trademarked it because I knew how valuable it was going to be <laughs> that term. And the minute that I began promoting, 
um, the term virtual expert instead of virtual assistant, people stopped saying, oh, I'm, I'm looking for somebody $25 an hour. Then they were like, well, an expert. Yeah, I want an expert in this. Mm-hmm. Just tell me what I should be paying. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's reasonable, you know, within, you know, because they do their due diligence, then they're like, yeah. So it's really value-based, value-priced rather than so much focused on the hourly rate. So, I you know, like that. we were talking about keeping pricing. Yeah, I love that. Absolutely. So, so for you, you teach people who, who have either evolved out of a direct sales or corporation or yes. can't find yes. their niche or their happiness. You help people right. physically create a virtual business and posture themselves as an expert. That's right. And uh, there's two different types of people that I find um, I can help the fastest and the easiest. One is like the Jennifer Timborski type who's already a VA, but can't figure out why they're not making more money. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just tiny tweaks that I help them make. Jennifer went from 35 an hour to 55 an hour in a 30 minute phone call with me, and then has doubled her income by working both with you. And she, we're both her coaches. Yep. which we talk about a lot, um, working with both of us, uh, me on the virtual expert end and you, you on the mindset and everything else end. Um, um, she has doubled her income every year. Yep. I don't know if you realize that. No, yeah. I have. She has I have. Her income every yeah, year. I just yeah. saw her P&L. You know, you know, success is mindset meets skill set meets strategy meets implementation. That's kind of what, what success is, it's a progressive realization of every action you take, good and bad, right? She'd worked on her own for 10 years. I don't know if you realize how long she was working on I her did. own for 10 years, yep. beating her head against the wall. And that woman is brilliant, as you know. Yes. I mean, yep. she just blows me away. Um, and so that's a great type to help. And then the other type is exactly what you said, professional women who for whatever reason, they would really like to start their own business. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're, they want early retirement. Maybe they want additional income. Maybe they are having their second or third or fourth baby and want to stay home. Maybe COVID hit. Maybe they lost yeah. their job. Whatever it is, um, I can help them begin and grow their business. Yeah. You know, my, my personal opinion is if you're really doing everything in your business, make that first investment to get a virtual expert to at least take, you know, baby step it. Even five hours a week is significant because that would give you- I I say, if you're really scared, start with 10 hours a month. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my bottom line is start with 10 hours a month. Don't Mm -hmm. think about it weekly, think about it monthly. And then if you want, if you're a weekly person or a daily person, you can narrow it down to that also. But- The reason I do this is because um, the corporate environment is, here's how long it takes to get stuff done, right? We need part-time 20 hours a week or full-time 40 hours a week. That's not how independent contractors, freelancers work. No, We get a minimum of three times more done in the same length of time that an employee in an office gets done because we're an expert at what we do and we only charge for when we're actually providing value. Yep. So when we go to lunch or we're on a personal call or we're doing whatever, there's no charge. Yeah. You know, I tell people. So you have to take off that 
mindset of, you know, except for when you have a big business like yours, absolutely big businesses like yours, you need multiple employees and independent contractors and everything else. When, um, when, when I explain employees to my clients, I tell them there are employees out there that if you give them one piece of paper and tell them that you need that done by the end of the day, it'll take them all day to do that one piece of paper. If you Absolutely. give an employee a hundred pieces of paper and say, I need this done by the end of the day, a hundred will be done. So contractors and employees, they work differently and there are different scales of contractors and different scales of employees, right? That's right. Okay. And I like a, I like a hybrid model like you, like you have. Um, and there's a lot of different versions of hybrid. Yeah. Um, but uh, as your business grows, you can add on whatever is needed and mm -hmm. modify as. Needed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, sometimes, sometimes it makes sense. Like, like for me, you know, I've got marketing experts, you know, I've got an SEO expert. I have, I have a, a PR company Facebook I have, ads expert yeah yeah I have Facebook ads experts so I've taken different areas of marketing and hired them out to experts because you know to bring that internal that would be five employees five payroll taxes five health plans five I could go on right. and on when reality is it really isn't a 40 hour a week job uh, for right. an employee and one person couldn't fill the expertise of every one of those bills. Right. So just, I and, which is why I have a fractional CFO. Yep. I yep. don't, I don't have a need for a full-time CFO. I yep. have a need for a CFO, but not a full-time one at this yep. point. Yep. So Kathy, welcome to the signature question of the show. And that is what does selling without selling mean to you? So I'm going to give you a really short and then a little bit explanation. Sure. So what, what selling without selling means to me is serving. Mm. That's my yep. short answer. Yeah. Um, to expand on that, uh, just to kind of give you my process of how I think through it and how I train, um, I find out what the prospect's problems are because as we've already talked about, a lot of times they don't know what it is they really need right away. They think they might know, but they might not be sure what it is they really need. And I help them explore that through problem solving. Then I determine if I have the solution that works for their problem. Yeah. And if I do have that solution, then I offer that solution to them and I demonstrate the results and value they're going to receive. Mm. And that's it. I like it. I like it. You know, I have, I have a very solid foundation of a belief that you can't serve unless you've served yourself. You know, if you're showing Absolutely. up in the itty bitty shitty committees deploying, or if desperation kicks in, or if you need that client or need that order, then Absolutely. you're not capable of serving the prospective clients needs, wants, and desires, because you're going to show up needing to serve yours. So get your mind. Oh, right. I love that. Yeah. Get your mind. Love that. Yeah. And I so agree with you on that um, in every way. In fact, I say they can smell the desperation. Absolutely. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, they're uh, so 
uh, HeartMath Institute did a study with yogurt where they put uh, a, a man in a room uh, and yogurt was like six feet away from him. They attached an electrometer into the yogurt and nothing was connected to the man. And they started having conversations that were emotionally charged with him. So they started asking him about his attorney and his ex-wife and the meter on the yogurt started pegging and it started reading his energy projection, right? We are nothing more than energy. And if you think you're hiding your internal turmoil, you're incapable of doing that. And what happens is they may not know what's going on, but something will feel off for them. Something will feel unright to them. And it'll just get projected and you'll end up not making a sale, not understanding why. They'll end up not buying, not understanding why, and they could end up with an inferior solution. So yeah. get your strategy right, get your plan right, get your productivity right, and by all means, get your mind right. That way you can show up yeah. and serve. Yeah. So, Kathy, welcome to the random round. I believe that success leaves clues, and I like to ask our expert guests uh, a few questions that our listeners can turn around and go, you know what, I really like that. And it allows them to apply to self and then model it moving forward to create what they dream of, desire and deserve. So my, I have two questions for you. My first question is what is your favorite word and why? Okay, so I'm gonna guess that, I, that nobody said this word before <clears throat> as their favorite word with <laughs> on your podcast. Okay. And it is, juicy juicy I yes. that. so why is juicy your favorite word because there's just something really fun and action feeling about <laughs> that word it okay. it brings me joy nice i like that and we know that happiness <laughs> and having fun and joy is one of your top values so that's good that's right exactly Exactly. Okay. So my last random round question for you is what does your morning ritual look like? So another thing that's really important to me are my dogs. I have three golden retrievers. So um, one of the beautiful things that I get as a result of working for myself is I don't set an alarm. I just wake up when I wake up, yep. which is, you know, once your body gets used to it, it's typically around the same time, about 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. wake up, take care of my dogs, let them out, give my dogs all kinds of love. And then I meditate for 15 to 20 minutes. Nice. And I just started that about six months ago. I had tried for a long time and I wasn't able to. And then I was able to make the shift in my mindset, exactly what you're talking about. I wasn't serving myself enough. Yeah. I was getting right to work and doing this and doing that. And I was becoming a husk of who I really was. Mm. So I made several changes to invest in myself personally in the last six months and meditating every morning is one of them. So I have to put one of my dogs in the kennel because he won't stop pawing me. <laughs> and then I do a 15 to 20 minute meditation. 
Um, while that's happening, I have tea and coffee making. And then I have um, a hibiscus tea because I was struggling with high blood pressure and that was, that was supposed to reduce it. And now I love it. And then I have a cup of coffee and then I have my healthy breakfast. And then I feed my dogs their breakfast. They know I got to eat my breakfast before they do. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nice. And, and then they have to go outside again. And then I say, time to go to work. And we all go to work. <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. So Kathy, I really appreciate you coming on the show. If our listeners want to reach out, find you, follow you, connect with you, how can they? So I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to share two sites, one for people who are interested in finding a virtual expert to help them leverage their time. Yep. And that website is virtualexpertmatchmaking.com. Good. And there they can, they can find a directory of the virtual experts based on the skills and this, the, their expertise. And they can also schedule a free uh, matchmaking consultation if they want help finding who might be the right person for them. Good. Um, and then anybody who might be interested in exploring is becoming a virtual expert right for me, uh, go to virtualexperttraining.com. And I've got lots of free resources and information there. I love that. And we'll make sure that both of those are in the show notes. Your success is important to me, and it's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are valuable to you. I would love for you to do a few things right now. I'd love for you to hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. That's hop over to Instagram and follow us at Pivot Point Advantage. Second, I'd love it if you'd head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. That's head over to Facebook and join our Sell Without Selling community. We have an immense amount of interaction on both platforms. We also share different information on both platforms. So we look forward to seeing you there. Last and definitely not least, I love to chat with you, give feedback on the episodes, and find out any topics that you're interested in to help make this podcast more powerful and helpful to you achieving the success you've always dreamed of, desired, and deserved. Head over to pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. That's pivotpointadvantage.com slash talk to Stacy. Let's get a 15-minute call on the schedule. I look forward to getting to know you. Always remember this, choice is a powerful thing and suffering is always optional. Get out of your way so that you can get on your way so you can finally have your way. Thanks so much for listening and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's mastering your mindset, communication, or success, we have more ways to keep you on your journey to greatness. Be sure to visit us at pivotpointadvantage.com for exclusive online training programs, success-specific courses, and more ways to connect to Stacy directly to help you achieve the financial success you've always desired, dreamed, and deserved. That's all available on pivotpointadvantage.com.